This is Daisenshu EX, the podcast, episode 51 for the week of November 12th, 2006. So hello there, Dragon Ball fan. Welcome to Daisenshu EX, the podcast, an extension of the all-encompassing Dragon Ball fan site. Daisenshu EX, where we cover anything and everything Dragon Ball in hopes of enlightening... And a little bit of entertaining. How is everyone doing this evening? Dandy. Pretty good. I want to do my cool, cool dandy joke again, but it wouldn't be funny the second time. Then I got to learn not to say it in your (laughs) presence ever. I'm I'm just going to have to revert back to spiffy. So sitting here to my less than proverbial right, we got Mary. That you do. Mary all around. What does that mean? I don't know. (laughs) It's like everybody Mary's for everybody. Woo! No! Just for Mike. Mary's on Mary. <laughs> and that dude that sounds better this week than he did last week, that is Julian. I still don't know why, but um, I'm glad that it's working the way it should. I am so ecstatic that I can't contain myself. In fact... The pants are coming off. I think I'm going to take my pants off. Here we go. Ready? Yes. I'm standing up. <laughs> I'm, I'm doing... Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know it would pick off that well. (laughs) And and of course, the reason that, well, maybe Mike is so ecstatic, but the reason that I'm so ecstatic this week is because of what happened on Tuesday. And that is, of course, the release of Elite Beat Agents in the U.S. I was going to say Final Fantasy V Advance, right? Um, Well, they they offered to sell me that one, too, but I wasn't (laughs) like... They Um, didn't just offer it to you? What the hell? I stole mine. I know, know, that's (laughs) a lie. that's not true. Anyway, so uh, you're enjoying the game? I am indeed. I've breezed through the first two difficulty levels, and I'm on to hard mode, which is actually posing a challenge. I'm not sure yet whether it's actually easier than O and on, or if I'm simply just so acquainted with the controls that it feels like second nature by now. Right. Longtime podcast fans will remember Julian's rantings about... Say the name. Os Tatakae O and on. That is it. Now, did you beat that entire game, like, everything? Yeah, I didn't get S rank on all of the stages, but I got through the entire game. Good stuff. Mm. So, uh, enjoying the new one? I am. It's a lot of fun, and despite some of the um, stranger song choices, it's still quite enjoyable in its context. Good stuff. Mm-hmm. On our end of video games, now, you'd think I was some kind of Final Fantasy guru. The only one I've ever played through in its entirety was 7, but... I've been playing 4 for a long time now. I basically play video games on my lunch break at work. So I do lots of nice leveling up sessions. I'm about to beat 4, and I've decided that I'm just going to go ahead and do everyone's trials afterwards. But here's my dilemma. 5 just came out this week, and 3 comes out next week for the DS. And I'm like, do I destroy 4, or do I just kind of beat it and then move on? But I think I'm going to go for it. Which go for it? The destroying? Yes, I'm going to destroy uh, I'm pretty, destroy. I'm pretty high level, so destroy. Exterminate. At this point. Exterminate. Exterminate. Wait. <laughs> Mary, how about you? You playing anything? I was playing Star Fox for a bit, and I kind of abandoned it when I beat the game I say, one time and a half. You were playing that forever. You just yeah. That, that was your destruction. Game, oh yeah, it was kind of bizarre because you bought that game. I was only expecting to pick it up and be like, oh okay, it's cool. But turns out You're it's a game it. for me. Other right. than that, I'm not really playing much of anything. I'm mostly just reading stuff, like just manga. You'll notice a distinct lack of sparking Neo being spoken about. Oh, right. And oh, that's geez. because I unlocked everything, and 
You know what went right back in the Japanese PS2? D or no, wait, no, no the Japanese PS2. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm gonna have to look at the pile over there. Final and... Fantasy Star Wars 12. No. Oh, I'd say okay. Super DBZ, but I don't really remember you whipping that out and playing yeah. it for a long time. Well, I put it back in at least. Okay. <laughs> I did play Just a couple so you rounds. can say that you did on the podcast. <laughs> exactly. No, I played a couple rounds. I played with my Frieza and his, you know, giant I gun. I remember because I, I walked by and I go, explosive, and then I walked <laughs> away. <laughs> Correct. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so Super DBZ is back in there. I am very excited to finally be able to go back to playing the game that I actually enjoy playing. So yeah, Sparking Neo's done. Check out the uh, character tidbit that's up on the site. Woo. You can see screenshots of all the characters and a nice convenient chart of everyone's forms. I'm glad to have that done out of the way. That was a pain in the ass. And outfits. <laughs> yeah, there's some... Well, I didn't take screenshots of all the outfits. Yeah, but it's a list. But I have a list of all the alternate outfits, too. They really slacked off with some of them. Kind of. Lots of blue palette swamps. <laughs> blue, eh? Yeah. But what they did keep in was what many of us like to call Super Saiyan 5 Gogeta. And that's the alternate color swapped second player version of Super Saiyan 4 Gogeta. Like the silver hair. And it looks like that cliche, um, like Super Saiyan 6 Goku AF picture. Ah, so you think it's intentional? I think it's directly intentional. That would be cool. Yes. So there's the thoughts on video games for the week. Only one of them was, well, I guess one and a half Dragon Ball related. So we're going to move it back into what this show is about. And that is Dragon Ball. Because we have news. So let's really? do it. Yeah. Awesome. So the news for this week, this is going to be interesting because we're testing this thing out where we record Thursday night so I can have a weekend again. And there's some big news coming out on Saturday. See, they did it just to spite you. I know, those assholes. Oh, I guess we did record on Friday normally, so this would screw us over either way. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to do the lead-in news story, and then after Saturday, we'll record this other little segment of the news, because it's supposed to be a big announcement. What if it ends up sucking and then we look really stupid? Then we can talk about how stupid we look. Okay, it's a win-win situation. Exactly. Yeah. We either get to break some great news, or we get to make fun of ourselves and other people at the same time. So I am down for this. Let's get nice. down with the actual news then. Is that, um, that I guess, is actual I guess news. actually, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Confirmed? Sort of, kind of. Oh, so it's not even. <laughs> well, right stuff is usually good on this kind of stuff. Now, the big mystery that's been going on with Funimation lately is what the hell is going on with the re-releases of the first two seasons. Now, we had right. that so-called Ultimate Uncut Edition coming out for a while, and, and they stopped, stopped after... I want to say eight volumes, or I think it was nine volumes that ended up coming out. Ten and eleven were listed in the store, but never came out, etc. They just kind of stopped. Funimation shut the hell up. They put this cryptic message out there. We don't really know what's going on. Then this Vegeta Saga, complete Vegeta Saga, uncut, one through 39, five DVD box that started getting listed on retailer sites. Information about that got pulled down, so no one really knew what was going on. Now... Right Stuff actually has a more realistic date for this box set now. They have it listed for February 6th, 2007. And that makes sense, because Funimation said they were going to have some more information about this stuff in quarter 107. So, Mm -hmm. what do we think? Are we actually going to see something coming out? I got a question about this new stuff that they are hush-hush about. Okay. Is this theorized to have Dragon Box footage? That is the theory. We've had conflicting reports out of Funimation panels from the same people. So it's really tough to get any kind of, you know, confirmed gauge on what 
actually is going on. What I'm leading up to is if the next news piece we're going to talk about is somehow related to right. Dragon Box footage, then it's like, yeah, well, is this set even worth it? If the news piece is going to be about Dragon Box footage, then what's the point of this? Right. Or what's the point of the news piece? So I'm starting to think that the news piece might not nope. be Dragon Box footage related. Right. Then we well, can edit around it, damn it. Yes. That, that's true, because that is very powerful in the podcast world. You can click and make yourself sound smarter than you actually are. I do this mm-hmm. with Julian, I mean myself, I mean Mary, I mean all of us every single week. <laughs> so I guess let's lead into this next bit of news, and then we'll kind of cut and go to us on Saturday we'll or Sunday. travel to the future. Funimation was doing this contest where they essentially let people make a wish and they give them something. And it's tied in with... Uh, Atari and Score and Jack Specific and, you know, all their kind of sub-license holders that do everything with them. And I guess Wizard World is going on this weekend down there? I guess. And that's where they're going to announce their winner of this contest. Now, immediately after this, here's what's going on. And I'm quoting from Funimation's official website here. Following the Dragon Ball Z wish-granting event, contestants and fans will make their way to the Christopher Reeve Theater for the biggest Dragon Ball Z announcement in years. You will have to see it to believe it, but the announcement is sure to cause a stir with the millions of Dragon Ball Z fans in the United States. So let's pick this statement apart here for a second before we actually cut to ourselves a couple of days later. Okay, well, I think it's not going to be Dragon Box footage because the millions of fans of DBZ across the U.S. really don't care about that stuff. Right. Like, most of them don't even know it exists, let alone give a crap, so it's going to be really, really mondo huge if... Let's face it, they're marketing this towards the dove market, but towards it's not... everyone. Oh, yeah, towards everyone. Millions. Mm-hmm. Here's what I saw. In the United States. Hmm. So, you know, originally I was thinking, like, is there going to be an anniversary movie or something like that? But it, it's almost very specific about saying United States. That hmm. is tough. You know, I never thought about that. I was thinking, oh, maybe they're making... Maybe, maybe. they commissioned a new OAV. Well, yeah, yeah. exactly. Maybe it's bringing something over that already exists in Japan, but the only thing I with can... the oh god, <laughs> not the Playdia footage. Oh no, <laughs> no. Because that's another thing where you know the millions of DBZ fans in the U.S. don't know it exists or care. So what? But they would be interested in it. Uh, could be a lot of people have asked for you know an interactive DVD version of the game hmm. or something like that. But it sucks. <laughs> well, granted. <laughs> Cause a stir. Hmm. Maybe they're bringing Toriyama or something. But again, U.S. fans, do they care that much typical, about the original? Typical dub fans, they can't even, you know, pronounce his name. What do they care? You know? Maybe they're releasing a special edition action figure. Of Toriyama? Complete <laughs> <laughs> sure. with interchangeable Tori bot heads. Yeah. Tori Robo, yay! Yeah, uh, that's the one thing I... Uh, well, going back to Toriyama, so one thing I'm not really sure about is how well aware are American DBZ fans of the creator of the series? I've I mean, always we, wondered that myself. I think we they, know about him, but... I think they kind of know. Like, they're maybe they kind of feel like they should know him. They know him as A.T. I was going to say, every time I see it on forums, they always call him A.T. I'm like, he's not your wall. friend named, like, P.J. <laughs> or T.J.? It's better than calling him Akira. Uh, I guess it is better. slightly better. <laughs> It's one of our little pet peeves. I kind of find it slightly worse. <laughs> See, none of the younger kids get that, right? I know. <laughs> it's a soldier fish. Well, maybe they will. I don't know. It got re released. Yeah, that's true. So, <laughs> well, 
Hmm. Go ahead. I was going to say, I don't think it's a video game because we've had Sagas, which was an American <laughs> game. And They're going to came. announce that they are not going to put out a Sagas too. <laughs> you know what? I'm at a complete and utter loss. All right. So here's where the additional magic of podcasting comes in. We're going to edit right now to us a couple days later reacting to this announcement. So, so it is now Sunday afternoon and... Wouldn't you know, the big news kind of, sort of, came out. And it's kind of what we expected it to be. Apparently there's going to be a video up tomorrow being Monday on Funimation's website going into more detail, but remastered box sets. Yay? Is this really amazing, huge, gigantic news sure to spark a riot in the hearts of all American Dragon Ball Z fans? Uh, not really. But cool? Yay? I guess? Sure? Whatever. In conclusion, Sparking Neo still sucks. Bruce Falconer still sucks. And now back to your regularly scheduled Daisenshu EX podcast. Wow. And we're back. Wow, that was exciting news. Could you believe that? I mean, wow. wow. Who could have thought? I mean... My pants fell off again. Jeez. Well, I don't know how much we can really say about it because we don't know what's happening. So let's just move on into the topic for the week. Well, the topic this week is, uh, well, you know what, Mary, you introduced it because you came up with it. Oh, right. I'm trying to get into my mindset of what, I, what the hell I was thinking when yeah. I came up with this topic. I, you know, I, I always go to introduce the topics and I remembered, but Mary came up with this. So I'm going to put you on the spot and it's all you. Sweet. I'm going to have another swig here. Go for it. All right. So to a certain extent, the story of Dragon Ball is like a superhero story. And what is it that all superheroes have in common? It's an alter ego. You got your Clark Kent, your Peter Parker. We don't exactly have anything like that in the Dragon Ball universe, but occasionally we uh, do. Excuse me, we have Superman. Superman! Sort of. But go on. Kind of. <laughs> well, Good old we... Kuraku Kenta, right? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> we got these guys that occasionally need to get into a situation where they need to have a disguise or an alter ego. So we're going to discuss who these people are, why they need to undergo such a transformation, and do they fail or succeed in their trials of deception? Deceptive passions? Oh, shush. <laughs> that was not a plug at self. 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 Plug. <laughs> Well, let's just take it to the beginning here. I would wager to say, you know, we kind of have Oolong and Pleh that do the little transformations. Pwar. I, I like to say Pleh because that's <laughs> okay, how it fine. looks. But anyways, they do the little transformations and they kind of disguise themselves as other things. But that's more of a full body transformation. I'm going to say it really starts with... Jackie Chun. Agreed. <laughs> now, who in reality is Jackie Chun? Julian, you're going to go for it. Was she was she done? <laughs> that was great. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> uh, but I think it might just be Kame Senin. It very may well be. Although I gotta it goes say, great lengths to try and mask this fact. Is the first person to really not be retarded tension, hon? Um, well... At first, Yamcha kind of... He thinks. He's not he sure. Almost. He almost puts two and two together, and then he sees the fake Kamisenin in the audience. Right. Who is really Namu in disguise. So Namu is the one who... Okay, um, yeah. Really, I guess... Yeah, but he doesn't count, because he's only around for a little bit. Yeah. Well, I he, say tension Han smart. He appears later in the series, but he's not yeah, that's a true. character. So Jackie Chun is just Kamisenin in disguise, 
mostly to fight his own pupils at the 21st Tenkai Chibudokai. He's going to lay the smack down on his own pupils. He's going to get a little smack in return, but, you know, he deals it out in the end. So good for him. So let's talk about his name. Obviously a reference to <laughs> Jackie Chan. Quite so. Now, Toriyama is a, a self-admitted Jackie Chan fan. Mm-hmm. But in and appearance... Jackie Chan is old enough. <laughs> <So> that's true. <laughs> it's true. And actually, the spelling of the name is also just one kana off. From mm. how Jackie Chan's name is spelled That's in very true. Japanese, which is Jackie Chen. But, so it's obviously a take on that. So the first one he's fighting here is Yamcha, and he's just kind of waltzing around <laughs> the stage here. <laughs> and Yamcha busts out the Rogafufu Ken, and Jackie Chun is uh, hopping around and not doing too bad against him here. Mm. So he's clearly, you know, Kami-san is, uh, he's pretty strong at this point in the series. And it's really fun to see him actually do something. Especially later on, we don't get anything. We get a bone thrown at us in DBZ Movie 2, kind of. And when he's in Movie 8, he gets drunk and he (laughs) almost does something and then he passes out. Yes. And here we have him again. He's, uh, this is fight against... Oh, it's right before he fights Kudadin. He's uh, got the microphone out and he's uh, dancing around on the stage with the yeah 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 doobie doobie doo. So it seems like his Jackie Chun persona is pretty much the same as Kame Sen, and so it's kind of like why even bother with the disguise? <laughs> it's very true. He acts. It's weird. He does act just like himself. He's very serious at times, but he's also very kooky. Like really, I don't get it. Why? Why mm. take? the disguise to the the tournament like is he really that worried about facing his students do you think maybe he thinks his students will fight him differently knowing oh yeah that absolutely him? that's that's the whole point of it. i don't think he's worried about fighting them i mean he's a little surprised by their power as it goes on but it's all about making sure he gets a true fair unbiased fight against them Especially right. Goku in the end. I never even thought about that until we just said it. Really? <laughs> yeah. Wow. That's, that's interesting. Well, uh, Julian, what else we got about him? Anything interesting? We see him a well, little bit into the 22nd, <clears throat> and that's really it. Yes. And he does seem to do a good job at sort of convincing Ten Shinhan about the merits of not being a total ass. <laughs> yes, I love that scene. And so he does go out with a flourish, I suppose you could say. Yeah. He knows what's up. So I think, as we were saying, we want to talk about if the disguises worked. I think this one did. Right. It served its purpose, and it got out. So that was pretty good, too. It lasted kind of a long time. It did. So who was fooled by it the longest? Was it Goku? I don't remember. <laughs> Everyone but Tenshin on. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and Namu. Yet again, the case is made for yeah. Tenshin on being the brains behind the human, <laughs> the human clan. The human race. <laughs> Just a little sparking Neo tidbit here. The alternate outfit for Kami-sen is indeed Jackie Chun's outfit, so that's pretty neat. And that's all we got on him, so let's move onwards. Who's next? Oh, I guess it would... Yeah, I guess it would be... Okay, so Grandpa Gohan is, um, well, he's Goku's adoptive grandfather. He trained under Muten Roshi along with uh, Gu Mao back, way, way back. We don't even know how long ago. But anyway, he finds Goku, he raises him as his own, etc., until Goku flattens him um, as an Ozaru. But anyway, so Goku's fighting all these characters at uh, Uranai Baba's place in order to find out where the last Dragon Ball is. He went through and defeated the entire Red Ribbon Army, but realized at the end that he couldn't find the seventh Dragon Ball. (laughs) So he had to go to the sister of Kamesenin's, to find out where it was, because she's a fortune teller and she knows these things, apparently. But she requires an exorbitantly high fee, or the fighting against five champions who are... A little mini-tournament here. ...otherworldly. So the teamwork 
or through teamwork, they managed to beat the Invisible Man, uh, a mummy, a uh, vampire, and basically an incarnation of the devil. There's right. uh, Akuman with his devil might being, or Akumaito, I think, is in the Japanese. But um, so they get through, and this last guy is this person wearing what looks like to be a sort of a cat mask, and he has a halo over his head. Right. And so Goku fights him and eventually manages to beat him, but they're pretty evenly matched. And after that, he takes off his mask and reveals that it's none other than Grandpa Gohan himself, who apparently, well, he's there. <laughs> uh, since Uranai Baba has the, the ability to take people back from the afterlife, right. um, he obviously took the opportunity to come back. I'm not sure whether it's really made clear whether he did it specifically for the purpose of meeting Goku again or whether he was just bored. Um, <laughs> he he does he comment that Goku was kind of stupid for not figuring out it was him earlier. Yeah, but he does stress that he doesn't want to be revived. Uh, I mean, he I think he said something about there being plenty of female spirits <laughs> where he was, but um, obviously they needed to use that last wish in order to get uh, Bora, or Bora back alive right. for Upa's sake, because... I mean, he got murdered in the middle of the last saga, so... <laughs> it's just a nice little scene, seeing Goku and his grandpa together again. Mm-hmm. Goku's very excited. Very touching, and it made it a bit sweeter. And I, I don't think prior to that time you actually saw what he looked like. So I don't think so, no. People who watched the series in its original order had no idea that's who it was. Right. Maybe they picked up on the kind of hints about their fighting being very similar, mm-hmm. since, you know, they both trained under the same guy. That's true. Going through for the first time, you'd have no idea. Yeah. It kind of sucks about us, uh, the way we're introduced to the show in America. Yeah. I know I've said Dragon this time Ball and time Z. again. Right. Yeah. I mean, we get dropped in, and you're supposed to know who Tenshinhan and Yamcha and Chatsu and Piccolo and everyone is. And then you mm-hmm. have to go back and inadvertently spoil stuff for yourself. So Go back and uh, redub the entire rest of the series. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. That's pretty yeah. much all there is to him. I mean, he takes off after that, and it's really it. Mm-hmm. Well, we'll move onwards then, and this is an interesting disguise because it's it doesn't really involve clothes of any sort. It involves taking over someone's body, more or less. Well, that's why this one's more <laughs> of the alter ego type. Right. Well, you could say that he was clothed in flesh. In fact, I think that's yeah awfully appropriate considering his divine role. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> and this would be Kamisama in the 23rd Tenkaichi Budokai. Taking the form of a human named Shen. He's a rather goofy human, and yet yes. oddly appropriate for Kami's personality. <laughs> Kami has some real fun personality bits over the course of the series that we see. Oh, him. yes. This guy, he just seems to be an incredible klutz and very goofy, but at the same time, he knows what's going on in a way that he shouldn't because, well, he's not who he appears to be. Yeah, all, all of his little mishaps are a little too convenient the way he's fighting. Yes, and he has this kind of insight into what people are talking about where you'd think that he would be completely clueless. Right. Like Piccolo. <laughs> and the reason he's come here, really, is because Piccolo. Now, Piccolo Daimao had previously um, killed lots of people, <laughs> and he spit up yes. Piccolo Jr., and so this Piccolo has come to fight the tournament and essentially seek revenge on Goku, and we got all this nonsense going on with Kami coming, and he's going to take the battle, and then we start learning all these kind of rules for yes. the first time about the Dragon Balls. And-, and then it turns out that if, you know, A, if Kami kills Piccolo, then he thereby kills himself as well, and right. B, if he does that, the Dragon Balls disappear too. Right. And so ultimately that leads to, well, Goku rescuing Kami from his boneheaded move, <laughs> and... 
also preventing him from killing Piccolo when he actually has a chance. Right. Now, we actually get some, we don't know it at the time, but Namekians speak at this point. Oh, yes. They're speaking in a language that we don't know, and it's like, okay. So they definitely have some kind of connection there. I thought that was really fun. Mm -hmm. And um, I think that is a pretty good jumping point to move into our next masked character. Sure. Who happens to be... Well, Piccolo. <laughs> He's not really a mask, but he right. takes a pseudonym when he enters that tournament as Ma Jr., which conveniently enough, Ma means demon. Demon. Uh, so basically, he's calling himself Demon Jr., which isn't much of a pseudonym, if you ask me. Yeah. It's like, the fucking attendees of these tournaments just don't get it. They're so stupid. They come back year after year. This guy is calling himself a demon, and they're like... Hey, this is fun. Let's watch everyone fight. You morons. <laughs> yes. Well, he only, to be fair, really participates in, what, two tournaments? I don't think he does right. anything at the at the one at the very end of the series. No, the 25th, he, he walks in and walks out, I guess you would say. Yeah. But. So, <laughs> yeah, so he only really, you know, actively plays a role in this tournament. And he has the... You know, an interest in beating Goku at another one later on, right? Just to prove that he's better, so he can go on and take over the world. But eventually, he doesn't care anymore. He gives because, up and becomes Unky Piccolo. Right, but for that, it's it's incredible because this disguise isn't really a disguise at all, no. <laughs> and yet the people don't notice until he actually proclaims himself to be Piccolo. So, oh my mean, God, that's right! So he succeeds just because people are stupid. I think Basically. so. <laughs> See, you don't even need to dress up. You just need to call yourself something different, and you're golden. Perfect. I mean, Chi-Chi, at least, in the same tournament, again, under a pseudonym, <laughs> um, you know, had the advantage of, you know, changing drastically in appearance, much as Goku had. Right. And so when she called herself by a different name, you know, it was like... Hmm, well, to be we... honest, no one else had seen her in, yeah. his, in that as long of a time. None of the audience members would know her, and Goku's just stupid, so... Yeah. It, it, it's kind of like the same principle that went on in a recent chapter of One Piece, but I won't spoil it for you. <laughs> yes, please don't. Um, <laughs> I mean, we're spoiling all of Dragon Ball. Yes. But at this point in the podcast, I think we have to assume, and you assume from us, that yeah. you've at least, you know, yes. spoiled the entire series for yourself already, but whatever. Yes. So one more at the same tournament. Yeah, kind of. We have, kind of. Well, he gets out pretty early, like before the main tournament at all, but you have Yajirobe, <laughs> disguises himself as this what looks to be like this sort of luchador costume <laughs> uh, to desperately kind of try and get into the tournament but he fails miserably <laughs> I think he just feels left out because everybody else is doing this I know I know no one really went and asked him you know hey you want to join us he has no drive why would he even want to be there in the first place he feels left out and so then it's he's, a matter of by the Saiyajin arc he stops feeling left out and he's like you know what screw you guys I'm going home <laughs> I'm going to go live up in a tower with a cat. <laughs> That's a lot for me. All right. I think we're going to move on from the 23rd Budokan talk, and we're going to skip way ahead in the series because, Woo! for the most part, there just isn't much. It's all like aliens and spaceships and all that stuff. There's no time for disguises. There yeah. aren't. Until it starts getting funny again. And this is the very beginning of the Boo arc. And we have a certain character who kind of has two disguises. One doesn't last very long. And one does last for a while, and I think everyone knows who he is. I keep biting my tongue. Maybe you shouldn't have had that beer. It's good. And so we're talking about Gohan. Oh, his, yes. His first disguise isn't so much of a disguise as it is him turning Super Saiyan. 
And people yes. kind of assigned that name to him. I don't think he chose it for yes. himself. Right. What, what is he, the golden-haired warrior yeah. or something? And, you know, he doesn't get caught principally because people figured, well, nobody can dye their hair that fast. Because <laughs> um, they know, because of what people have said, that he was wearing the uniform of the school that right, he was going to. Right, he's got the school through. outfit on. Yeah. <laughs> so he decides to move away from this pretty quickly. And he has Bulma work out this nice little, um, what is it, a watch that he uses? Yeah, it's like a, a cheap 80s-looking digital watch. <laughs> and he becomes Great Osayaman! This is the closest thing we get to like a superhero disguise and having to hide your true identity I know. Yeah. Thing throughout the series, which is fun for laughs, definitely. Yeah. It was definitely Toriyama taking it back in a more comedic direction. Right. It's like he realized, well, you know, they have really ultimate awesome superpowers, and yet... Um, what happens if we make him live in regular society for a while? <laughs> so he did. He did. And, last... and he saved a bus and mm. some other fun stuff. and Captured some crooks. Right. Um, got found out by Videl very quickly. Yeah. <laughs> like, so Gohan, why did you, or how were you able to, I forget what he said, or what she said, but she, like, refers to him by name and he responds like an <laughs> idiot. The disguise kind of works for a while. But Vidal's the first to find out, and then eventually all the other classmates find out, too. What makes no sense about um, Vidal's role as Great Simon 2 is the fact that she was already openly fighting crime, (laughs) and everyone knew who she was in town. They're already taking her on as, like, little mini, you know, your detective junior over here, and then, you know, why take a disguise? She wants to be pretty. That was an ugly helmet. It was. And the colors, ew. She wants to be, you know coordinated with her boyfriend. That's kind of cute. So that's Gohan. Yeah. So does he succeed? No. He succeeds at making me laugh. <laughs> he fails miserably twice, apparently. <laughs> yeah. And then, you know, later on he gets, he, he, he throws away the helmet for the, for the you know, the do-rag look because he can't <laughs> wear that at the tournament. Right. And, you know, the sunglasses and wow. <laughs> <laughs> I think that means it's time to move on to the next one. Yeah. And this is more comedy. And this is at the 25th Tenkaichi Budokai. And these are two mischievous children who decide they want to fight in the adult division. Yes. So they knock out a guy and steal his costume. <laughs> yeah. This is pure genius, if you ask me. It really is. It fits these two kids to a T. And by T, I mean shrunks. And then go 10. Go ten. Mm. So we have Mighty Mask here. They couldn't come up with a better name. Oh, I guess it was the guy's name, I think right? it was the guy's name, yeah. Mighty his, Mask. His name was already on the roster. That's right, I forgot. So they hop on shoulders, cut little eyes in so they can... People are retarded. Again, people are stupid. They can't see two sets of eyes popping out from this outfit. And the Budokai announcer, he's pretty on the ball. He knows what's going on. He doesn't... Was he even there? Was he paying attention? He drinks a little on the side. He must. I mean, he he played up the matches with the people that he already knew. Right. But I, I, I think he was still a little bit... You know, surprise number one when these two competed in the kids' division. Right. And then for this one, maybe he's just, you know, not paying attention. Yeah, I guess not. Like, you know what? The really interesting people have already left, so (laughs) these have got to be idiots anyway. I'm just not (laughs) going to pay much attention. That's very true. (laughs) You know. So we've got him versus uh, number 18 here, and she eventually... Uses a Kienzan type attack, and that's how we figure out what's going on here, right? Disqualified. Yeah. I mean, there's, but, not, there's not much to them. They're just two kids having fun. Yeah, and I mean, 
it really should have been figured out sooner, but for the sake of the Funny. plot and the audience's stupidity once more, <laughs> they uh, managed to get pretty far before they got discovered. This is true. Uh-huh. And so I think that brings us to our next character. Who do you have next? We got I GT. Think, we do well, have a little GT. Do you have something else? Before we go into GT, yes. It's not a mask, but it is an alter ego, and that is the Kaioshin. That's true. Same tournament. Shin, right. Which is an even more obvious nickname than Shen for Kamisama. <laughs> um, because, you know, it's just one of the three characters in his name. Right. So, I mean, it's not even a disguise. It's just, it's he, just him. he walks on there and yeah, that's just, it. Does, and you know, no one's doesn't surprised. expect him to know who he is, really. I love how no one's shocked to see this, like, blueberry guy with, like, a white mohawk. I know. Doesn't that strike anyone as odd? I mean, I guess if they have had Piccolo in the in the competition before, it's like, oh, we can handle a purple guy. Sure. You know what? If your leader of the world is a speaking dog, all bets are off here. Oh, well, I guess you've got a point, still. I think that wraps up uh, DBZ, right? I think so. So, uh, we have one from GT we were on talk about here, and this is a little dude named Papaya Man. He's very <laughs> excited. Very, very excited to compete. And he's anxious to win. But, um, it's Oob in disguise, and he's coming up against Mr. Satan in the final round here. And, uh, I guess we'll just ruin it. We've ruined everything else about the series. <laughs> so, basically, by this point, he's already remerged with Majin Buu. Um, or Mr. Boo, I guess you would call him at this point. And as he's about to really get in there and lay down the final smackdowns, the Boo inside of him says, No, you can't beat Mr. Satan. Everyone loves him, and it would be bad to show him losing. <laughs> so he kind of pulls back and lets Mr. Satan win. And <laughs> This is one of the few GT episodes I really like. This is the um, little extra Tenkaichi Budokai. It's right before the Super 17 arc starts. It's just a really fun little episode. And he wins for having the best uh, code name ever, Papaya Man. Yes, very cool. Mmm, fruit. (laughs) Fruity. Is that it for disguises and alter egos? I feel like we missed something, but at the same time, I feel like we didn't. You know what? pretty much it. People will correct us. They're very good at that. So if we missed anyone... Please, please correct us. All you have to do is hop over to the forum thread for this episode. Every podcast episode gets a dedicated forum thread where people tell us how dumb we are. No, that's not true. They just contribute to the discussion and say all the fun things that we did talk about, what we missed, what we want to elaborate on, (laughs) all good stuff. So check that out over on the website. And I think that pretty much wraps up the topic for the week, Righto? I think so. Well, in that case, it's time to move on to DBZ ABCs. Yeah, about that, Mike. <laughs> um, What's the matter? A, you don't like the letter? I can't think of a goddamn thing that starts with the letter X. Okay. <laughs> Can I go with the Chinese root? Anything that starts with Sha? We'll, we'll go with Xinlong. Okay, so the star dragons, then. The, yes. the evil ones. Yes. Daku okay. to you. Except that doesn't have an X, but go ahead. Yeah. Okay, so we're going to talk about, uh, well, something for the letter X this week. So, in the effort to find something that starts with the letter X... Oh, I'm leaving in that last discussion, so they know what we're talking about. Okay, so, Xinglong, or more appropriately, blank Xinglong, because that spot is filled in by a Chinese numeral. So, Xinglong literally means star dragon, I have no idea about the tones, so um, (laughs) fill in the blank if you speak Chinese. 
Or fill in the tone? Fill in the tone. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> uh, but anyway, so you have the seven evil dragons that come from the various cracked dragon balls, and each one of them has a Chinese name. So you have Yi Xinglong, the one-star dragon. Uh, uh, no, it's not R Xinglong, even though it should be. It's actually Liang Xinglong, right. which is the two-star dragon. San Xinglong, the three-star dragon. Si Xinglong, the five or four-star dragon. I can't count. <laughs> uh, Wu Xinglong, the... Five star dragon, uh, Liu Xinglong, the six star dragon, and Qi Xinglong, the seven star dragon. Very and much these so. are the seven evil dragons, and they both have, they both, they <laughs> all have various forms and various attacks, and they all seem to have their own sort of element abilities, and I don't know which one goes with which because I never really sat through that arc. Yi Xinglong uses some lightning stuff, I remember that much. Mm. He's got Dragon Thunder! Yes. Some, There's my, like that. Um, what you call it? Stuff. Yeah, I like him. I like his <laughs> voice. I'm pretty sure, uh, and I'm probably going to get this wrong, I'm pretty sure his voice is the third Hokage from Naruto. <laughs> and, um, yeah. And if I'm, I know he's someone from Naruto. I think that's right. But, anyways. Mm-hmm. Still stuck in filler hell. <laughs> for over 50 episodes. <laughs> <laughs> is that it about anyway. the dragons? I mean, that's what uh, their name is. That sums them up. Yeah, and I just needed something. Because X... <laughs> X in the Japanese language. I mean, come on. That's great because now you're safe for another 26 weeks. Oh, dear. So if you want to see um, the actual Chinese characters and all that stuff, we actually do have a tidbit up over on the site that uh, shows everything, gives you some nice detailed explanations. That's some pretty cool shit. Cool. Well, uh, that means it's time for Mary over here and your top five list. Mary, your top five list this week. It, it's kind of sort of loosely branching off from the topic. It's loosely inspired by the topic. But not really. Right. Your top five list this week are the top five lamest transformations. Yep. Now, originally we wanted to do top five disguises, but then we'd pretty much be reciting the topic right. over again. Right. So instead, I'm going the route of transformations. And I don't mean transforming, like we said before, your whole body the way Oolong would. This is more like someone claiming to have a super awesome power-up or their um, their goal is a super awesome power-up and then it just doesn't deliver or it looks stupid right. or it's very short-lived or just flat-out useless. So those are the criteria for the top five lamest transformations. Good, and I guess we'll start it with number five then. Your top five or number five lamest transformation. All right, at number five, we are delving into obscurity a bit. <laughs> okay. And um, this was actually at Mike's suggestion. Okay. And I'm going to have to take his word on it because it did sound very stupid. And I only vaguely remember it because I fell asleep during this twice in my life. <laughs> <laughs> Thus, speaking of its quality, right. this is the villain from the uh, Dragon Ball Playdia game, Plan to Eradicate the Saiyajin. Correct. And the villain's name is Hachiyak. I, I can't say it. I couldn't remember yeah. how to spell it properly, so I kind of wrote like... Hachiyak. Right. Thank you. Now, all he really does is kind of glow a little bit, and some things kind of protrude a little bit more off of him. <laughs> and that's about it. And people count to ten, and they fire. Yay! How... Um, <sighs> <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. Uh, what were we doing? Lame. We're doing lame. Oh, oh. So what are we, are we done? No, we have oh. we have four more. Oh, God damn it! All right, number four, lamest transformation. Then number four is a movie villain. Okay. 
And it's a shame how these guys kind of get the short end of the stick because they're all <laughs> plot devices, pretty yeah. much. I mean, I know it's a movie, I know it's short, and I know it's supposed to be stupid, fun, entertaining for short periods of time. And the best way to do that is to throw a transformation at them. Um, <laughs> Character wins for a while. Villain transforms. Character loses for a while. Character finds inner strength within himself. Movie ends. Pretty much. So, this one was with the help of fruit. <laughs> um, Mighty fruit. From Tree of Mighty-ness. So it's, um, uh, what's your site's official pronunciation of this name? You can say whatever you want, as long as it's not Tarles. Okay, I say Tarles. I like this pronunciation. What is yours? I just want to get I just say Tarles when I'm going pretty quick. All right. So anyway, movie movie three villain, Tarles. He, um, is after this, uh, (laughs) this, um, I wanted to call it like a steroid-induced fruit, <laughs> which is supposedly going to make him, you know, unbelievable. His physical transformation is that his legs get kind of thick and beefy. Mm. I guess his arms do, too, and his chest. And and then he flies forward and hits Goku. And this is a bit of a stretch, because he, he doesn't really call it a transformation. But, but we do. <laughs> it strikes me funny when... And it's just like, stupid. This is animated, and he kind of goes... Boom, and, it's yeah. a well-animated boom. Yeah, he's a well-animated <laughs> boom, all right. Oh, jeez. <laughs> I'm going to move on here. <sighs> so the number three lamest transformation, Mary. Now, this is not lame due to power. This character is indeed quite strong, but he is number three on the list um, due to appearance alone, okay. which is indeed shallow. And if you're watching the dub, he's on the list because of his horrible voice. That is um, second form version of Cell. <laughs> Like, yes, I know he has pink lips, but that's no reason to voice him like flapping monster man. Alright, granted, he does speak somewhat differently in all three forms in Japanese, but it's not so blatantly stupid like this. Right. Anyway, we're not, he's not totally on the list because of his dove voice. He's no, here. he just looks dumb. Yeah, he just looks kind of silly. I, I kind of like first form still a little bit more than, I do too. than this guy too, just because he had the creep factor going on. And he's got the <laughs> Thank you for that. No problem. So, yeah. Are we moving on? Yes, sir. Okay, number two. Number two. This transformation involves losing your clothes a little bit and turning <laughs> green. Well, wouldn't that be cool? <laughs> it would be cool, except this guy's not hot. He looked better in his first form. Exactly. I like the pirate clothes. Yeah. Of course, I'm talking about Bojack, movie nine. Got a lot of movie characters on this thing. You gotta feel a little bit sorry for them. I don't. At all. Neither do I. Okay. Um, yeah, I, I much prefer the pirate regular version of Bojack to green, you know. It's just a big green muscle kind of standing there. Yeah, basically. Lame. It doesn't really do much of anything either. He dies. That's the best thing he ever did. And he throws his lackey in front of an attack. I hate that. I guess that's I guess that's a good thing because it makes me dislike his character more. Well, that works It makes me feel something. Well. It makes me feel something resembling joy. There's our dub line. <laughs> There's me throwing bones to some people again. Uh, we're going to move on then. Yes, sir. Number one. Number one lamest transformation. You know, again, this one also involves losing a bit of clothes and changing your skin color. Now, again, wouldn't this be very cool? No, because the final design is very stupid looking. It is. It's so generic. It's um number 13 for movie seven. And um he goes from being a redneck truck driver to teal 
What, what exactly color does he turn into? Like, blue? I don't know. He's a big blue thing. He doesn't talk, and he moves very stiffly. And they, and he lost the best thing about him, which was his hat. Well, he lost that earlier. Oh. <laughs> Some, okay. Someone shot him, and he, like, it's went... True. And then they show his brain, I think. Wait, dude, did he have a brain? Mary, have you seen this movie? It's been a while. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> That's why Caster calls this movie. Yeah, totally. <laughs> <laughs> wow, end of vagueness right here. <laughs> Anyways. Yeah, he, he's big, he's blue, and he's pretty dumb. Yeah. <laughs> if you're dumb, you end up at number one. On the lame Ooh. list. <laughs> oh. Wow. <laughs> well, uh, I th- I think thank you, Mary. That, that was... <laughs> That was, I think you're welcome. <laughs> that, that was a top five list. It was a list. <laughs> Maybe there'll be pictures. Uh, you going to do the pictures? Uh, yeah. All right. <laughs> so uh, let's continue onwards into the episode. We got we got releases coming up. We got your contest stuff coming up. And then we got... Uh, then uh, Maybe I'll put my pants back on. I don't know. So now it's time for releases. So we're about two weeks into November here, and we only have a couple more things coming out. Julian, what is out on November 14th? That would be Funimation's DBZ Movies 1 through 3 DVD pack, featuring the redubs made fairly recently and subtitles courtesy of Stephen J. Simmons. That'll be $22.49 on Right Stuff, and probably similar prices elsewhere. Yep. And Right Stuff has the cover art too, so if you go there, you can check it out. Very cool stuff. So that'll be pretty cool. And then the only other thing coming out this month is November 23rd. Jump Ultimate Stars for the Japanese Nintendo DS that you can play with no problem on your American or European DS. I guess African DS or wherever else you get a DS. Because it's region free. Hooray! So that is uh, going for $48.90 on Play Asia. So it's a little under 50 bucks there. And it's got the Wi-Fi battles. It's got all sorts of characters from all sorts of series. I think Freeze is in the game this time around. That's awesome. I am so excited to have Jump Ultimate Stars tournaments coming up on the site. This will be great. So that's it for releases. All right. Let's head on into the emails for the week then. So the first email this week, Mary. All right. This one comes to us from, I hope I don't butcher your last name, Doug Cruces. He writes, something's been bothering me recently. Saying space pods. You know, they bother the shit out of me every night. I'm sitting there, I look out my window, and they're just flying there. What are they, what are they doing? <laughs> Tormenting you in your sleep. All right, go ahead. Or your lack of sleep. Anyway, they fly through space. No landing gear or anything. They just crash into their destination. Whenever they've seen the inside of a pod, they've never shown any signs of protective belts or so. The pod is padded on the inside, but that's it. So why aren't Saiyans killed upon crash landing? Especially the babies. Because they have very thick heads. (laughs) Well, if you want to get all sci-fi, you could say that they have an advanced inertial dampening system that balances out the forces of impact so as to protect the people inside from dying. I agree. Inertia makes not die. There's your answer. Inertia Uh, makes not die. I believe it was a famous philosopher who once said, uh, if you're wondering how they eat and breathe and other science facts, you should repeat to yourself, it's just a show. (laughs) I should really just relax. (laughs) Um, But I forget where that was from. (laughs) So I guess we answered the question, and that's by saying, don't ask questions. (laughs) (laughs) Uh... The next email comes to us from Quantum Destiny. Okay, I probably sound like a weird mystic asking this, but have any of you 
Vegito EX, Julian or Mary, had any dreams about or involving Dragon Ball slash G slash G slash G slash ZT. That's what I'm going to say. <laughs> I know I have some pretty funky ones. Please tell me I am not alone. Now, I actually have one, and it's creepy as shit. So I'm going to let you guys <laughs> go first if you have anything. I'm sure I must have at some point probably involving trunks, but I honestly can't remember. All right, we are done with you, then. <laughs> <laughs> Julian. I did a uh, number of years ago, but I no longer remember what it was about. So, Mike, let's uh, let's hear what you got. Okay. So, I'm trying to picture. I was living in Pennsylvania at the time, so I was probably in 10th grade. Um, I had this dream that I was in my house. Of course, it was, you know, kind of like dark this is in the dream. I mean, it was dark because I was sleeping. But <laughs> it was dark in the house. I'm kind of wandering around. And I can tell that the oven is on. Mm. And I look inside the oven. And there are these strips of human flesh <laughs> cooking. Why are you laughing? This is scary. Because <laughs> you know where it's going? <laughs> yeah. Mm, human flesh. So human flesh is cooking in the oven. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> it's not a funny dream. It is very scary. Human flesh. Go on. Mary's a cannibal. I have to chain her up at night. She's like, oh, human flesh. What do you eat? Anyways, so I, I get away from there. I turn around and standing there, he's like nine feet tall or something. He's got his arms crossed and that fantastic evil laugh from the one and only Norio Wakamoto. Yes, it is his perfect cell standing there, cooking human flesh in my oven, standing there laughing at me. And as he stands laughing, I run, because it smells bad in there, because it's human flesh. I run under the dining room table, and I'm like, cuddling up there. And he just kind of turns his upper body and watches me as he runs away. He's like, ha, 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 ha. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, I believe I woke up at that point. Wow. <laughs> so Cell <laughs> likes to eat human flesh? Yes, he does, because he is an evil thing. I don't think any of us can top that remotely. Nope. I can still smell it. Ooh. Um, so <laughs> I think that answers your email question. And if it doesn't, I got nothing else. So take it or leave it. We're going to do one more email this week. This one comes from Thomas Huerta. Julian. Yes. Read it. All right. He says, I have a question about a supposed Akira Toriyama interview. I've gone through plenty of comic, manga, anime forums, and usually if there's ever a situation where Goku goes against someone like Superman, these interviews pop up. But I don't know if this is legible. Legible? Legitimate? I think so. <laughs> I don't know if this this is legitimate or not, since I never... I've never heard of a super otaku magazine, but people say it's an old magazine. Well, I, I am quite sure that any magazine called Super Otaku Magazine does not exist. And uh, this, this interview thing uh, has actually popped up on our forums before, so we've got one or two topics um, already there. Now, it actually has, it has a title and it has an interviewer name and everything. Yes. Uh, unfortunately, uh, there were several gaffes that revealed the fake nature of the interview. One of the things is the incredibly bizarre name that they assigned to the interviewer. First oh, of God, all, yeah. in Japanese magazines, unless you have a celebrity interviewer, they don't give the name of the interviewer. It's just the name of the magazine or interviewer. So the fact that they're giving the name of the interviewer at all is suspicious. But then there's the name of the interviewer, <laughs> and it says, Nirazaki Tihashi Beri. Which you never hear that in Japanese. 
No. Not only is there no no known surname of Nirazaki, but Tihashi Betty. <laughs> T- First of all, T does not fit in with Japanese phonology. <laughs> and that's like the biggest giveaway right there. And not only that, but it is one, two, three, four, five, <laughs> five syllables long for a given name. Right. That, um, maybe if you have like a syllabic N and a long vowel in there, maybe <laughs> you, would be, you would get that long, but not... No, you don't see this kind of name in Japanese. <laughs> and going there on were, from there, I mean, Super Otaku Magazine, issue 297. If there were 297 issues of this magazine, we would know about it. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> never mind the fact that the term otaku was heavily stigmatized until the late 1990s at right, least right. in Japan because of not only the very, you know, kind of asocial nature of Japanese otaku, but the fact that there was a like a, a murder or several attributed to these types as well. Right. So uh, it was not something a person wore on their sleeve. <laughs> no. And especially not a magazine that you would have with that name. There are a few other things that are present in the things that make, or the interview itself that make it kind of more or less obvious. I, I gotta uh, pop in here. Well, another one of my biggest pet peeves are people in their stupid strength discussions. There is nothing I hate more than those fucking equations people do on forums where they're like, SSJ3 Goku greater than Super Boo 27.376 greater than or equal to your mom kind of bullshit. How do you know this? Like, shut the fuck up. I hate that so much. Just watch the show. And so what this interview is... It's just some blatant attempt for these morons to settle some kind of stupid strength debate they're having on a forum. It talks about Gotenks and his relative strength to Goku. And Toriyama doesn't fucking care about that. Mm-hmm. He doesn't know his own birthday. <laughs> Let his own. Well, that's not true. Yeah. Let alone and, a character power level. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I mean, the the way that the supposed interview is written is designed to make it sound kind of authentic in the way that the tone is and the way right. that Toriyama treats right. things. I mean, if you've read other interviews and you look at this, you're, you're kind of like, maybe? And it's obviously that it borrows influence from other Definitely. interviews. At the same time, um, first of all, using like Japanese spellings for names that Gotenku obviously have an English pun, Yeah, that's, that's kind of dumb. Right. Uh, but that's not necessarily a, p- a stroke against it. But the it's kind of it it, it incorporates certain uh, fan notions, like the fact that we know that the end of Dragon Ball is already after the end of the Boo fight. Um, but he was not telling everyone that this is the end, as the right. hypothetical interviewer states in the supposed interview. Um, in fact, it was a surprise. Right, and he kind of had to surprise people with it because he, otherwise he would be forced to continue working on it. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't realize um, that. I learned it was a very that. popular series, and his editors, um, his editors, very much in well, I guess encouraged is probably an understatement. <laughs> very um, much so. Him to keep going, <laughs> and so he said. He says in his farewell message, which is sadly not in the re-release, but in the original, that you know um, he. Basically, he had to take his step and um, end it, and, you know, sorry that it had to be so sudden. But at the same time, he uh, is also kind of a jerk about it. In the end of chapter 218, or not 218, 518, <laughs> he has this little notice, like, there's going to be a big announcement next chapter. What's it going to be? Find out <laughs> next time. 
<laughs> you can see him sort of being a cheeky little bastard. <laughs> but so yeah, he he surprised people with that. It's not something that he was, you know, telling everyone. Right. And it generally, I think, is not the case that unless it's uh, unless it's one that has a, an ending that's planned out, um, you generally don't find out that it's going to be the next chapter being. Or you don't find out what the next chapter or what the chapter that's going to be the last one is until like the week before, right. which is what happened. In a nutshell, no, this is bullshit. This is not true. If you see it anywhere, be sure to tell people, and even if they don't believe you, tell them Mike sent you. And <laughs> and stuff and jump and stuff, I guess. Yeah. That wraps up emails for the week. Those were all very fun. I enjoyed yeah. all of those emails. If you would like to send us emails, you want to ask us some questions, you want to send some comments on the podcast, very simple to do. You head over to Dizenshu EX. Over on the left, there's a contact button. You click it, and stuff comes up, and you know what to do from there. We take uh, text emails. We'll read them. If you want to send us an MP3 with a question, we're more than happy to play those and answer them. So uh, do it. Do it now. And now it's time for the contest. You know you want to win shit. So in case you don't know by now, next week is our one-year anniversary podcast episode. We've been doing it for a year now. Happy birthday to us. Yay! Wow. Does it feel like a year? Not at all. It doesn't. It doesn't. It really doesn't to me. (laughs) So the podcast has been going for about a year now. And I've gone through a lot in that time. I think we've all gone through a lot in that time, haven't we? It's been quite the year. It's, I guess, it's I've been, been a year. I've been to Japan and back. And, you know, I'm here. I'm almost graduated from college, practically. Yeah. It's weird. And uh, Mary and I are still working. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, well, I guess yeah, we haven't changed as much. but So the podcast is about a year. Daisenshu EX, uh, collectively including Vegito EX's homepage, in January, is going to be nine years old. <laughs> this is frightening. So we're having fun. Next week on the one-year anniversary episode, not only do we have an amazing guest lined up, we're going to have so much fun. We're also yes. going to be giving away Dai Zenshu 3, TV animation part one. That's right. You can win a free Dai Zenshu. This Definitely is one of the cooler Dai Zenshu. Definitely. And this is a very simple contest. We want to make it easy for people. We love our podcast listeners. All you have to do is send an email to contest at dizex.com. That is C-O-N-T-E-S-T at. Oh, oh, D-A-I-Z-E-X dot com. That's dizex.com? It is. And it's very helpful if you... What? Don't put me on the spot like that, Mike. (laughs) (laughs) That it is. And it's very helpful if you put, like, a subject or something in the email... (laughs) Yeah, I think you forgot to mention that the last two episodes, <laughs> someone brought that up on the forum. Uh, yeah, it, it's very helpful if I know what it is, because otherwise I'm just like, eh, delete. <laughs> but, so you're just going to send an email, uh, put your name in there, whatever, and tell me a story, and I don't care what the hell you, it doesn't help your chances, it's just a random drawing. <laughs> but make me laugh. He needs it. He works very hard. I he do. comes home to cats and Mary. He, but it, but needs, it's the emails that make me smile. That's right. He doesn't need cats <laughs> or women. He needs emails. And you know what? It's Daisenshu EX. We've been doing the podcast for a year now. I'm going to throw wow. something else in with the Daisenshu too. <gasps> I kind of have an idea, and I might buy a little something extra this weekend. I don't know. It's going to be awesome. You, you definitely want to win this. You definitely want to win this. So send the email. We're going to give it away next week on the one-year anniversary podcast episode. So freaking exciting. 
Contest at DiesyX.com. You have to have this email in by Friday, November 17th at 12 noon Eastern American time. Get them in. Yes. And I think that's going to wrap up the episode for the week. Uh, okay. Well, not really. Well, I know, because we're going to record... The Saturday Super News. The Super News. Like, the Super Otaku News later. <laughs> oh, uh, the God. news is that Super Otaku Magazine will, will launch in this country. <laughs> we will be launching Super Otaku News. Or Super Otaku <laughs> Magazine, that's right. Published yeah. by Mr. It... Tihashi Berry. <laughs> I, I think it is incredibly funny, too, that people just assume that... The, the notion of otaku has always been this kind of very, very acceptable, just kind of it's like self-labeled thing. like a badge of honor thing. now. Yeah. Uh, number one, I think that originated in the U.S. in terms of being a badge of honor. Right. It's only recently been sort of interpreted a similar way in Japan. I think, uh, I mean, for otaku. a long time it was so, I don't know. Insulting? Very, yeah, insulting. It still is. It's, it still is, except if you label yourself that. And even then, you are perceived as weird and creepy perhaps um you, i mean because you probably have an interest not only in technology and anime and manga but in like bishoujo games and other slightly sketchy stuff like julian does so funny. <laughs> <laughs> no oh all right it's time to uh well i gotta go to work tomorrow so maybe i'll edit a little bit of the podcast tonight i don't know i'll just play video games because that's more fun okay. mary let's uh get rid of you for a little bit here Gladly. Aww. It's been fun having you. It's been fun being had. Ha <laughs> <laughs> uh, <what? laughs> you've been had. Mary, you can be found at Temple O Trunks. Temple of Goldo. I mean, Trunks. Yeah. And Temple of Zoro? Zoro. Temple of Gakuo. Gaku. Mary, spell it out. You can find Temple O Trunks at T E M P L E O T R U N K S dot com. That's templeotrunks.com. Good stuff there. And uh, then we got Julian over here. You can find him at Dizenshu EX with myself. And uh, where's that? Sorewa D A I Z E X dot com. dot com. So, oh man. The one year anniversary episode next week. I'm so I know. excited. I am I'm so, so excited, excited for our super special interview with Andrew Deluxe. <laughs> <laughs> I'm super excited to be interviewed by Mirazaki Tiyashi Berry, the celebrity we all know Stop and love. Ruining. Well, I, now everyone knows it's going to be Tiyashi, whatever the fuck his name is. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously, guys, next week, amazing. So check that out. We're going to give away the Daisenshu. Oh, man, I am so excited. Just for <laughs> just so that we're not getting your hopes up, it's not like we have a curatorium on the show or anything. No. So if that's what you guys are thinking out there. But it's almost as cool. Yes. Someone it is like somebody me. whose name you might potentially recognize. Yes. Well, we're going to stop talking about it because okay. no more speculation. Because so, stuff. Because stuff. For Mary over here. For Julian Yonder over there. And for myself, Mike Labrie, Vegito EX, I am all you've ever wanted, what all the other boys are promised. Why are you singing? Sorry, I told you. EX Podcast. Y'all come back now, here?